right, everyone. So welcome back to the MBM Vault. You're here with Gavin, and you're here with me, Diana. I didn't even introduce myself in the first episode that we did, which is crazy, but <laughs> you guys will know my name. It's Diana with a J. That's me. So pretty much we are, you know, entering into a new episode, which means new segments, new things to talk yeah. about. So pretty much, Gavin, what songs during quarantine have you been listening to? Quarantine songs. I find that it's switching up every day because with quarantine, I'm always, as like, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I can't go outside. Yeah. You know, I just have to sit by myself. And then the next day I'm like, oh my God, I just get to sit by myself and not go outside. Like my, I find there's a very big fluctuation in what I'm listening to, but you know, I actually started um, listening to a lot of old chats. Okay. In my listening, because in the last episode, I talked about all the rock stuff and the Philly rock stuff. But I've actually been doing a lot of listening to jazz and more soul music. Ray Charles is a oh, very yeah, big yeah. listen because I recently watched the movie Ray. I know that movie changes everything. Everything. Everything right? for me years ago. Yeah. So yeah, Jamie Foxx. First of all, we need to talk about Jamie Foxx yeah. because that performance was just incredible. Like I've never seen acting like that before. I forgot he was on screen. Yeah. You know, you it's, feel that he is, he's Ray Charles. And like, this is, this is literally, it's like happening in front of your eyes. It's yeah. Like it's a movie. Yeah. Exactly. That, exactly. That's how I felt. And, and just, he has such a jam packed life, mm -hmm. you know, and I've actually never seen a movie like that. I, everyone who hasn't gone, seen Ray, go watch it. It's, it's yeah. incredible. But what ends up happening is not to spoil anything. They don't perceive him as the good guy. Oh, no, they play every aspect of his life from, you know, the, the guy who charms the ladies yeah. to the women who sang with him, um, you know, to the recording, to, you know, his his dealings with, you know, drugs mm -hmm. and, and so on and family. Yeah, it's it's very, it's not a pretty movie. It's not a pretty it's movie. Not a pretty movie at all. It, exactly. it really is the nitty gritty, honestly, of yeah. Of his and career. Then after you learn the nitty gritty, I was so curious to go check out the rest of his music knowing where it's coming from yeah. knowing the heartache and the hardship of where it was coming from yeah. and it's it's amazing like I, I find myself going back to to ray every single day during quarantine honestly like i remember i was in high school and i started to to listen to him after i watched that movie and i was just so like hit the road jack of course is like my all-time like it's my favorite song from him but there are a couple other ones i don't know i don't know them on top of like my head mm -hmm. but it just when i listened to him i think it was like what a woman or something i forget mm -hmm. um, but when i listened to him i just like i feel so much soul and i feel so much energy from him and i also like the way that audio sounds when i listen to his songs because it's not like that crisp stuff like now that we have exactly they don't click record and then you know do it over 10 million times and then filter it to the point where it's like you know basically coming from right in front of you it was they would click record everyone's in the room together and they just play a song right yeah, it's, it's, it's authentic yeah it is and you i love hearing you know the instruments just like the power in his voice and it it's it's something I've never even heard at that time when I was a kid because all I was listening to was hip-hop and, and rap and you know whatever I liked then so it was like a total new new world for me in yeah. terms of obviously black musicians you know in, in that time when he was around like it's insanity yeah but, speaking um, of hip-hop yeah I found out through that movie that um Kanye West's song uh Gold Digger right the intro, that's Jamie Foxx mm -hmm. singing um, I Got a Woman yeah. by Ray Charles. Yeah. I didn't know that was a Ray Charles song. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then I was like, I was in the, I was watching the movie and I was like, wait a minute. I know, I know that tune. Exactly. Yeah, was, yeah. I connect was, for you after. Exactly. It was like two paths that I thought would never meet up. Yeah. Just walk right past it. It was, it was great. It was a great. And, um, you know, it's funny. So obviously Shawn Mendes is coming out with his documentary which is obviously insane for like a Canadian artist. Like it's great that we have all these Canadian artists getting all these documentaries. <laughs> and so obviously like his single wonder I'm like obsessed with, I don't know. It's just such a beautiful song and so powerful. And, and I don't usually look at Sean Mendes as someone who has like very impactful and super powerful songs. Mm -hmm. But I found that like when I listened to wonder the first time, I just kind of got stuck in a loop with it. Okay. And, like, when I saw the trailer for the documentary, 
Um, I saw that like he he was saying to like Camila Cabello that like all the songs that he wrote about was like about her. And I was like, no way, that is so cute. (laughs) That is so cute. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's such a, it's just such a song. Like I, I can't even explain it. Like the vibes are everything. The emotion is everything. And I, like I said, I don't consider him to have such a strong voice, but I think the way that this song was produced and engineered and the instruments and just everything that was used to create the whole song and the lyrics as well, really just like, kind of changed my view on Sean Mendes to a lot like that. He's more than I think just a pretty face in some sense in this industry too. Cause it's so hard to find that line in the industry. Right. Because yeah. like Justin Bieber, everyone saw him as some kid with a pretty face and auto tune. Right. Yeah. But if you look at his videos, he can sing. He can sing. And his songs, all his albums are actually amazing. Like our smile. or I think that's what it's called. Or like you smile. Yeah. You smile. Like that song is fantastic, even though his voice, his voice is obviously, you know, a lot younger, but like that song is so, it's just, it's so great. And he's had a lot of amazing, amazing, just amazing songs, like, and so many different styles that he's experimented with, which is what I really just, I think, like about Justin Bieber. But even then, okay, so another song on my list is obviously had to be a Justin Bieber song. Okay. So it's Holy. So I, I love Holy. I don't know if you've heard it. I have it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not big on on the Biebs and and uh, Shawn Mendes. Yeah, I'm like a low key stan. Like I okay. love Justin Bieber, but then I was telling people that I don't like him as a kid, <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? Well, being a fan of Justin has such a stigma on it, right? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. So it's like it's almost like those things. Like to be honest, yeah. Right? I'm a huge. Speaking of Canadian artists, I'm a huge Anne Murray fan. Oh my oh. gosh, Anne Murray, right? But every time I tell people that at like a party or something, they're like, "That's grandma music." That's like, you know what I mean? Why are you Why are you listening to Anne Murray? That's yeah. not a little pump, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's one of those things you keep inside because there's such a there's there's an image there's an image thrown onto you once you say you support a certain artist. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think like with Justin, it just became like as he got older, and obviously his like he changed as a person. And I think that's where also a lot more judgment came in because it's like, how can you like someone who's acting this way? Mm-hmm. But I, I really think that honestly, through his like Christianity and his journey with, you know, religion, you know, I like, I like the, the spiritual and the faithful stuff. And I didn't, I didn't know he was, he was uh, rooted in, in religion. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know, he really grew into that. I think, especially after everything that kind of happened 2016 and he really turned his life around and, Holy really represents a sort of growth within him as an artist mm. and just everything that he's like went through and, you know, people being a helping hand and having faith. And this song is, I don't know, you know, sometimes a lot of like religious, uh, I don't know, religious meanings or like strong, like Christian, you know, faith songs mm-hmm. or even artists like really kind of hit me in a certain, <laughs> in a certain <laughs> spot. And it really does like, just, I don't know, make you feel better. And I really like the song. It's very optimistic and very positive song, which I think we kind of lack nowadays. So um, I, I really appreciate Justin for coming out with that song. I think it was honestly, it's like the video is amazing. And I really just like the single and even Lonely just like hit me in my feels too. Another one of his yeah. songs that also came out. Like that made me cry. I think I was, I was like <laughs> stuck in, no, honestly, honestly, like, and I think when songs connect with you so emotionally, you got stuck in a loop where you just continue and continue and continue to listen to it. And I was like, Oh no, this isn't good. Like lonely <laughs> got to me. I was yeah. like, so into it. I couldn't stop. I couldn't separate from it, but like, it's nice to see his journey. I think in, in those songs, which yeah, Ju- Justin's killing it. Justin's killing it. Yeah. Shamed- I would find with Christian, I don't know if it was Christian music. Was it a Christian album or was it just an album that touches on religion? Um, well, okay, so I'll talk about an artist named Lecrae. Okay. So Lecrae is a Christian kind of positive faith-based um, rapper. Okay. And I discovered him probably in about maybe like 2012 or 2013. Oh, wow. And I didn't know that he was like, at all, it was a religious sort of like album that he was making. I was like, this, this bumps, like this is so <laughs> good, right? But yeah. when I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm researching about him, I'm like, oh, okay, this is like, you know, this is Christian music but it's like Christian rap music yeah, and very like positive messages or, you know, certain like 
you know, meanings of struggle and how you get out of them. And like, if you listen to Lecrae, maybe you're not a fan so much of rap and hip hop, but with his music, it has a lot of meaning, which changes the way you sort of look at rap and hip hop. And yeah. with um, Lecrae, you totally like, I was like, maybe I listen to a lot more faith-based music than I, than I know. And I think that maybe people regularly know. Well, I feel like a lot, a lot of that music is all about growth, mm -hmm. right? A lot of gospel music, Christian contemporary, Christian country, like all that yeah. music. Yeah. The Christian religion, it's about growth. Yeah. And although they're not talking directly about Christianity and religion, a lot of people like listening to music about growth because we as people just want to grow. Yeah, right? yeah. So I always find, like, like um, I was listening to, oh crap, what was it? It was... Uh, Slipped my mind, but okay. the the song, yeah, the song it kept talking about walking into a room, uh -huh. and and the plant. Every time you walk into the room, the plant kept growing, right? Okay. And I was like, I was listening to the song, and I was like, I listened to it a couple times. So I was like, that's like, what is like, that's awesome. It's like it's imagery. Yeah. What's he talking about? Yeah. Right. And so I did some more research, and I was listening to a Christian artist. Yeah. And that, that seed that kept growing, apparently, they said in an interview, is their daughter's faith because he recently had a daughter mm -hmm. and, and he's introducing her to the world of Christianity. And that was watching her grow as a person and as a Christian. But I took it a totally different way. I took it with, you know, like yeah. growing up and, and kind of just finding yourself. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how like the music can be interpreted two ways. <laughs> It, it kind of sneaks in and you actually don't really realize how much that like faith-based like positive music is really actually more mainstream than mm. you would assume because it's like we all think oh you know music doesn't have any meaning anymore there's no content to it it doesn't mean anything bigger than what the lyrics are but in reality there's this whole genre or like you know the whole version of music and all these different genres that's actually really a lot more powerful than you know than we know um yeah but okay what about other songs gavin other songs other, other songs. songs i've gotta throw in the words mildew mildew okay i have to they <laughs> are a band from mississauga mm -hmm. um friends of mine i must add that i find their music so incredibly obscure yet i catch myself singing it in the shower it's like it's it's the wackiest sound you've ever heard but it still has a pop feel to it that you can remember the songs and, and there's a melody and they're catchy yeah. and I've never heard that before and I think we're actually posting a review of their newest album yeah. um, Chopped Alums on our Instagram go check that out and just go check out the album it, it's amazing and yeah I've just been listening to it so much not almost as just a past listen mm -hmm. like I've, every time I find myself uh, putting them on it's to sit down and kind of dissect what what they're making oh, yeah. and it's such a compact yeah. it's such a compact album yeah. that every time i'd sit down and listen to it i'm discovering new things about it I'm and discovering no, it's new true. yeah it's true because when i was listening to it and i'm like walking around in my kitchen and i'm like the first like four songs were just like so insane to me because i i to me obviously like when i when you grow up with that sort of rhythm of like dance hall a little bit of reggae you know rap and hip-hop like you have a certain rhythm that you start to follow within that music. And so when I listen to Mildew Mildew, I'm like, I'm like, what, what in the heck is all of this? Right. But I don't mean that in, in a bad way. I actually, I mean that in a great way because when I'm listening to it, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it yet, but I really do love it. Like it's, it's, it's so strange to me. Cause like I said, it's, it's a different type of rhythm that they have. Yeah. Like everything doesn't work, but it does in some exactly. way. Exactly. It's and the obscurity that works. Yes, yeah, 100%. And, like, when I'm listening to those first four songs, like, you know, after each after one another, I'm just like, this is, like, getting weirder, but it's also so deep. Mm -hmm. But I, I really liked it. I was like, this is, like, you know, made from, what, like, four or five people in the group, I believe. Yeah, so there, there's four um, of them. I think uh, there's Nolan, Cam, uh, Brendan, and, and Kelly, I believe. Yeah. And they're all from Saga, and they recorded the entire album in their basement. Good, good for them. You man. know, that's, like that's amazing. Just yeah. right there. Yeah, 
Like, I just wonder where all these sounds that they, that they put in these songs, like, come from. Like, yeah. I'm really curious. Like, what's their sound library like? <laughs> like, what do yeah. they have? What do they use? And how do they even figure out to, like, put all that stuff together? So, yeah, yeah it's insanity. But the album really, really is great. Really good. Crafting yeah. the songs and crafting the sounds. I've seen them live a handful of times. Yeah. And I could just say, for all the gearheads out there, their bassist cams board is like the craziest pedal board I've ever seen. It's like, it's the size almost, it's the size of my desk almost. Okay. You know, usually a pedal board is like, you know, like very one small. Foot, yeah. like, it's very small. Yeah. It's massive. Mm -hmm. And he does all his effects with his foot while he's playing. And it's almost like he's playing two instruments at that point. Yeah. It, they're such an amazing band to see live. Um, unfortunately, Corona, right? I don't know. I don't know when that's happening next. But yeah, Mildew Mildew from Mississauga has been a big listen yeah. for me. Yeah, definitely stay tuned for that, guys. They'll be on the Instagram, like Gavin said, hopefully soon. Um, I don't know. I mean, we, you know, there's so, there's so much. Like, there's just so much. I think I just found myself listening to everything because so much was coming out. Mm -hmm. it, I think more in terms of like even mainstream or just regular, like so many new artists, so many new songs, new singles. And mm -hmm. I kind of was just trying to find myself being like, how do I, how do I get to everything? I'm like, have you found yourself listening to music you wouldn't have regularly listened to if it wasn't for quarantine? Um, I would say no, because oh. for me, it's like I already listen to a wide variety of things. But it's like whatever comes up, like I said, if I like it, I'll just put it in my library and then I'll, you know, I'll get to it at some point. If I, if I feel the need to go through that like R&B genre, I'll do it. If I go through my Latin phase, like I'll do it. If I go through the K-pop phase, I'll do it. Like, you know, spend a couple days on it and then like, you know, move forward with like another genre, you know. So I, I really like vary because I really like to hear like everything. You know, obviously my favorites first, and then I go into like, you know, the more kind of abstract stuff that obviously I'm not used to, but I do like it. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much like, that's it. But like the Black Eyed Peas, um, they, they kind of did like a weird thing where um, there's a song. They put out something? I didn't even know. They yeah, put out yeah. something. So they, they had a new album, I think it's called Translation, that came out, but it's completely like Latin inspired. So like, all these like Latin urban artists are on this album, like Shakira or like, I think J Balvin was in it, Maluma, a couple like other big names. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything that they've done before. Like they've totally took that sort of that Latin, you know, music that's out now mm -hmm. and put it in a whole album. And I'm, at first I was confused because I was like, I thought this was a joke. I'm like, what's the black yeah. guy he's doing, you know, using... All, the, all these Latin urban artists in an album. Yeah, this isn't the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, but then I'm listening to it, and, you know, you know, you hear Will I Am, you hear the other guys. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is actually really, really good. And it's good in the sense that it's not boring to listen to. It's the Black Eyed Peas, it has to be interesting. Yeah, uh, I yeah. feel like they get, they get it down packed when it comes to interesting music. Yeah, 100%. Right? They, have, they have like their, their hits, obviously the radio, pop hits. But then if you listen to their albums one by one, they have a lot of tracks in there that you're like, oh my God, this is, this is such a complex piece of music. A hundred percent. And like the way that they use just like different genres too in their music as well. Like I, I like their song that they did. They did like um like a remix with like Sergio Mendes, who's like a very, very known um, like old Latin. I don't want to say Latin, but I really can't. <laughs> I don't know like the other words to explain like the other. Like, um, but I think he was like, not salsa music. I, I don't know how to explain Afro -Cuban it. Afro-Cuban or Cuban? I, I don't believe he was Cuban though. I'm not too sure. Okay. But Sergio Mendes is a huge name. So he did that song Mag Magdalena. Okay. That, like everyone I think in the dance <laughs> world knows. <laughs> and so they like, you know, they were featured on that song um, with Sergio Mendes. It's like a classic and it's just such, such a beautiful mix. I, I love when Latin and like, rap or hip-hop like mixes like that it's such a beautiful sound so yeah this album was just very interesting it was totally unexpected I didn't think that they were going to go in that direction but when they did i was like you know what like all these songs are really good they're good party songs too but they're yeah. just good to just like have fun listen to all these different weird elements they have a lot of samples a lot of like crazy samples okay. in their songs too so yeah definitely a great album um, just a lot of weird stuff yeah. When you listen to music, do you find yourself listening to it for a fun time or for 
almost like uh, an introspective time. Because I know a lot of people that, you know, they throw on a song and they go have fun and it's kind of the soundtrack to what they're doing. But then I know a lot of people that listen to music and what they're doing is listening to the music. And I'm just curious because for me personally, I find myself always sitting down and listening to the music. I, I think because for me, like I've used music and honestly, we can probably make this even a topic for a show down the road. But for mm-hmm. me, I, I've used the music to sort of help me through my day. Okay. So it's like, you know, I, I get on the bus and I have a song to make me feel really good. Or I'm like at lunch or, you know, I need something to cheer me up or, you yeah. know, it, in that sense. So it's like some things I do go more for like the lyrical content and other things I go for like tempo or like the way that the song is like formulated so like mm-hmm. make me feel better and like make me get through my day you know it helps me yeah. to be a confident person or it helps me to bring out my emotions and to really feel what I need to feel on certain days then I have songs that I will go to that I know will like break me down because <laughs> yeah. like people have those songs like that's just what it is exactly. and yeah. if you don't have those songs then you know you need to go find them because it's important to have uh, you know a select type of music for each each way you're feeling yeah, and I to think, either get you in there yeah. the way you're feeling or get you out of that feeling yeah and so like self-discovery through music is 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 mandatory like you can't not do that you know so like I said I used to burn like a bunch of cds and stuff like that when I was a kid and like just download everything known to man like I have my hard drive full of like everything so it's it's insane yeah i'm like very memory based with music like i love to have songs to attach to certain moments and things so even like some songs i can't even listen to because i'm like no 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 no, no. i can't even go close to that song because i know what's gonna happen yeah you're like i'm not i'm not entering that room today no 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 (laughs) (laughs) so i think we're gonna go ahead and just take a break guys Um, here is enough by dylan rockoff right here on the mbm vault And we'll see you guys soon. See you after. Saturdays back in 05. Flip tops with the socks high. My dad was driving me down to the diamond. Backseat and I thought I was gonna make it big time. Crazy to think we're the same kid It's just circles in my head I've been running after something I know money couldn't help Always starving for my purpose Maybe I ain't found it yet Honest questions with my mother All these things you think you want Will they ever be enough? Looking for the answers Where they used to be At the center of it Would be enough for me That would be enough for me Twenty-five on the outside With dark bags under bright eyes Maybe I'm tired cause my expectations are too high The truth is, right now, I've got everything I need But it's never been my nature to accept complacency It's just circles in my head I'm still running after something I know money cannot help Always starving for more purpose Maybe it's right here instead Honest questions with my lover All these things I think I want Will they ever be enough? Looking for the answers where they Would be enough for me That would be enough for me Yeah, that would be enough for me Yeah, that would be enough for me It's just circles in my head I've been running
got no money, couldn't help Always starving for my purpose Maybe I ain't found it yet Honest questions with my mirror All these things you think you want Will they ever be enough? Looking for the answers where they used to be At the center of it all for everyone to see If I lose all the attention and I own nothing It's just her and me on a bench in the street With Dolly underneath, that would be enough for me Welcome back to the MBM Vault. So um, that was enough by ooh, let me see the name here, Dylan Rock. Dylan Rockoff. Hopefully, you guys enjoy that. So um, yeah, Gavin, just you know, go ahead with this. There's Second. something I want to talk about, uh-huh. and it's been on my mind for a while. And there's a it's, there's a lot to talk about within it, and I want to talk about music education and the fundamentals within Canada, more specifically, and are we approaching music the way we should in an academic environment? And to be honest, right off the bat, I'm going to say, I don't think that we, we are. I I personally do not think that we are approaching music in the way that we should be. And um, this first, first I ever heard about this was brought on to me by a man named Victor Wooten. And I was watching a Ted talk of his and he goes on about his story and, and the way that he learned music, which wasn't in a classroom. Victor grew up in, with, with brothers, right? With a family full of brothers and they all played music. And Victor said, right as he was born, they stuck a fake guitar in his hand. Yeah. And they just let him sit at practice. No strings, no, no anything. And he was having a blast. He was having a great time, right? And then one day they were like, okay, here's some strings. And nothing he played was right. You know, he didn't play any of the right notes. Nothing, nothing that came out of that bass can be considered, you know, presentable music. Yeah. But it was getting him in the mindset of making music with other people. And he said later down the line, they just kept doing that and teaching him little, little things. And before he knew it, he was playing music. Yeah. Right? And then he went into the conversation of talking about that comparison to language, more specifically English yeah right yeah he made great points about that honestly yeah he he kept bringing up the point that you know as as a child you're not allowed to play with professionals in music right if you're trying to learn the guitar you can't you can't play with slash Mm -hmm. right you can't play with someone that's fluent in the language but you can as a baby talk with adults right and and you learn it way faster you, before you ever go to an English class, right, at least growing up in Canada, you say your first words, but no one's ever been like, here's how you say it. Yeah. And they only give you one shot to get it right. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I really do feel that music is more of an art form than a subject in, in academia. And uh, I don't know how you feel about this, Tiana. I mean, uh, like... You know, in that whole thing when he was saying, you know, like you, you just, you learn to speak and you just go on and you do it. And there's sort of no pressure in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think when you go into education and then, you know, uh, let's say for me, like I was mostly focused into dance. So for me, my relationship with music was watching other people um, dance to music. And so in that sense, when I was formally taught dance, I didn't feel the most comfortable to be able to express myself so easily and to learn it so easily because I felt a lot of pressures. But when I was at home and when I'm by myself and I spend five hours watching choreography, I find myself being able to mimic through that music, knowing the beat, being able to mimic an artist, mm-hmm. and then I'd be able to do that dance move. And I'd do that a lot easier because I had this sort of freedom 
yeah. in developing that versus, you know, the pressures of, you know, being in a classroom size of 30, 40 students, you know, a teacher just trying to teach you notes, but you don't even know where to go from there because, you know, it's a, a sort of enforcement of like trying to learn it. And then of course, like Victor says, that lesson, you don't, you don't get inspired and you don't smile and it doesn't fulfill you, doesn't make you happy. It doesn't. It really doesn't. They're, they're teaching you, they're teaching you in, I'm going to relate to music as a language here. They're teaching you how to recite what other people have said, but they never teach you how to speak for yourself, right? Yeah. You're always reading what's in front of you. You're always being informed on this is how this is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. End of discussion. Yeah, you right. don't have your own your own form, your own development in that, right? Mm -hmm. So you play an instrument, you play, you know, the notes, you might not know them properly, and then they tell you to play exactly like how the original sounds, right? Like I remember we did Hed Hedwig's theme or something from Harry Potter. Awesome. And like, I, for the life of me, I, I tried to make it sound like what it is, but I feel like if I was able to not follow 100%, directly and just let myself you know do it without the pressures and stuff like that and like you know with more freedom mm -hmm. and the, I probably would have been able to perform it better but yep. I definitely didn't so yeah and and you know you can learn Hedwig's theme yeah and go to someone and play it perfectly but at that point are you a musician or are you a photocopier right if if you can play whatever is thrown in front of you right there and then. But the second you sit down at a piano and someone's like, you make it sound good and you can't, right? Because yeah. you've, you've never had that free thought before. Yeah. I just feel like music, music education, more specifically in, in high school, because I personally have been all throughout high school in all the bands, jazz bands, concert bands, right? I was a percussionist. Okay. And I feel that I got the pleasure of, because not gonna lie, band directors, they don't really look at the percussionists. They're not really listening unless you go out of time. Mm -hmm. And what's in front of me is, is just, you know, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. And the second I would add like a left, right, left, right, left, right, and then court, da, 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 right? Yeah. I'd get, I'd get a look from yeah. the director. They're like, that's not- No, you shouldn't do that, yeah. You shouldn't do that. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why shouldn't I do that? Right. Yeah. Give, give me reasonings, because I personally feel that this is what I want to say as a musician. Yeah. And I feel they take away the capabilities of, of free thought within an academic environment. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, they, they do. And, and I think that also goes in with the fact that a lot of a lot of these, you know, teachers, what they may be taught music for a year, maybe two, maybe their connection isn't so isn't so big to music. So it's like, how are they going to translate some sort of inspiration or translate the way that Victor was in, in his type talk? Like, how are we going to get that person in education all the time? We, we cannot. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you think about the artists today, right? If you, everyone, um, Travis Scott, right? One of the biggest rappers right now, biggest artist. If you went to the Royal Conservatory of Music and put Travis Scott at one of the tests, you know, and got, got the answer back, right? He would be considered a failure, right? He wouldn't be a musician, but he's one of the biggest artists out there today. And the stuff he's putting out is great, right? He's a free thinking, creative, creative mind. Yeah. And I just feel that it, it, it's, it's taking the context out of art and, and language, and they're kind of narrowing it down to a piece of paper. Right. right? So how do we... So how does Canada yeah. do, do better when obviously there's certain areas that definitely lack funding, that arts gets, you know, undercut, you know, every year pretty much in different provinces? Like, how do you, how do, how, I don't know, how do music teachers, how, how does anyone kind of find value in music education and make it worthwhile, but then make it not seem like it's strictly academic like how do you bring free form freestyle into a graded classroom yeah well first off i think it would start with the educator and hiring musicians hiring people that are surrounded in the art form right yeah. well there there's that statistic that you were talking about before yeah what was it? Uh, 
I forget. But they're like, okay, so apparently I think it was about like 41% of, less than 41% of teachers, like music teachers in Ontario aren't even trained. They're not, they're not trained. They're not musicians, right? Would you stick uh, a science teacher in a room who's never stepped in a, in a lab before? Right. Right? Would you get a math teacher who doesn't know their times tables? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, let's, let's make it even more difficult. So, you know, that, that teacher is trained. But with that training, they're used to just, you know, composing, writing, mm -hmm. and, you know, playing the instrument the way that it's supposed to be played. So then, you know, it, is, that, is, that, is that person not the right person for those teaching positions? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that with modern education for music, at least, go actually, you know what, going back to the movie Ray, mm -hmm. I love the way that in Ray, they approached introducing um, Ray Charles to the piano, right? You yeah. walk into the bar, and there is an old ragtime player, you know, playing away, and he's like, boy, come, come, come learn the piano, right? And he yeah. taught him three notes. He taught him three notes, yeah. and he said, go. Yeah. And he just let Ray think for himself with those three notes. He was like, only click, only click this key, this key, and that key. And you're going to only use those ones, do whatever you want, and you're going to play with me, right? Yeah. And immediately, there was a smile on his face, mm -hmm. right? I feel with most education today with, for music, you're not even allowed to touch the instrument until a month of reading. In writing mm -hmm. right and and maybe that's for the uh the instrument itself you know expensive stuff you don't want to break it but i also feel getting getting the mind introduced to thinking for itself within an academic environment is is a way better approach than being like you are not allowed to touch your trumpet for another two months because you failed that last test right yeah. You don't know all the major keys? Oh my gosh, you won't even know how to work this thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. I just don't agree with it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's weird because it, it definitely, you know, a lot of like the whole, the money issue and the funding really does play into this because a lot of the times when, you know, like a lot of the schools I went to were not, I think, not fully music involved, um, but there were definitely components of it. But, you know, you, you can't rent out the equipment because they don't have enough money to replace it. Um, you know, you can't really practice. You have to share your instruments or you got, you know, 30, 35 minutes of this class time and you just spend half of it with the teacher trying to tell everyone to sit down. Right. Like I remember in the other band room, like the the guy was just going off on everybody. Right. And it takes a while to get everyone settled. So it's like in that sense, how, like what do you how do you fix that and it's like in some way it's like you know music yeah it's supposed to be free form it, it should be that you naturally gain these skills mm -hmm. but then it's the whole concept of when do you introduce your your kid to music yeah you know when does that introduction happen when do you bring in an instrument so there's actually a lot of there are a lot of components to like you know what what music education is supposed to be and when it starts and when it happens and what it is and it's like I, I could keep going right but yeah. in reality you know it's it, this whole thing is a lot more complex yeah it, it, it is very complex because you're not just talking about the classroom you're also talking about everything outside of the classroom yeah. right like yeah. I feel like music is, is introduced to us even before we're born it's, it's there right I, I forget when but when babies develop ears but but it's it's yeah. it's there later on. vibrations are yeah. you know, it, it's a start right to sound right exactly exactly yeah. M music music is sound yeah right and i just i just feel that the way that it's getting taught is not as if you know it's everywhere mm -hmm. it's getting taught as you have to go find it and you're not allowed to touch it until you know x y and z yeah I honestly, like, I, I wish every kid could have an instrument in their house just to play around. Like, I remember using a, a racket, a tennis racket, <laughs> to get the guitar, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, strumming. And I feel like probably if I had gotten a guitar maybe earlier in my hands, I would have been able to connect with it more. Yeah. Right? But, you know, everyone at home can't fully afford, you know, 
even used instruments, even to rent, even, you know, so it's like as much as maybe like even our parents and even kids want so desperately, the most that they can do is just, you know, play on a racket string or like have a fake, you know, um, flute or harmonica or a kazoo to use, you know, for (laughs) for music. Right. Exactly. And, and no matter what the medium is, there's always a smile on the kid's face. Yeah. The day before they're put in a classroom. Yeah. Right. Then it becomes a chore. I personally, I was introduced to the guitar. I want to say grade five Mm -hmm. and I went to two lessons and I hated it. I hated it because I was only allowed to play Mary Had a Little Lamb and um, Smoke on the Water okay. for, for these two lessons. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to go further and try my own things, right? Because, you know, I would be like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, 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 no. You, you don't know that one yet, right? And I put it away. And I didn't touch it again because I was like, music is it's a toxic environment that everyone there's everyone thinks they're better than everyone there's such a hierarchy when it comes to playing right yeah but then grade seven comes around and i put on percussion yeah and like i said before the band director is not really listening to what percussion is doing right and i had the opportunity to think for myself and immediately i think the second day i went home and i went and i found my old guitar i think it's still it's still here right i found this thing i went yeah. yeah. Right. And I started the journey of music, yeah. realizing that, you know, I don't need the classroom to be considered a musician because I feel like that's such a, such a view that's distilled on young children is you need the lessons to do it. Yeah. So in some sense, you know, you're also saying that it's, it's never too late to naturally just develop, you know, the skills that you already have from, you know, mm-hmm. just listening to music all the time or being surrounded by those sounds or being surrounded by instruments that you picked up that guitar, you went for it. You did what you felt, you know, you, you needed to do in playing that guitar. And then now look at you, you, we play multiple instruments. Yeah. I'm in music business at Durham college. Yeah. It, 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 It set the path for the rest of my life, but I feel that that path could have started so much earlier. Yeah. If I wasn't stuck in a classroom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's like, I I, like, you know, imagine yourself as a music teacher. So what would you do (laughs) in Ontario at at your Ontario? So let's say I'm hired, I'm hired at a high school. Yeah. Right. First day on the job. I'm so excited. And and I have the mindset of, I don't want to teach music the way that they want me to teach music. Yeah. I would stick everyone in the classroom. And I'd get everyone a kazoo, like you were saying before. The beauty with a kazoo is that you hum and it plays. Yeah. And I'd put on a 12-bar blues, Mm -hmm. and everyone would go in a circle, and I would ask them to hum a solo, right? They could do do whatever they want. They could do whatever they want. And, you know, some kids will get shy, and they'll just do one note. And then I guarantee that every single person who does a solo will smile at the end of it. Yeah. Right. And then that'll introduce them to the process of creating music. And then I do it again, but I'd say, okay, here's an A, right? Here's a C. Try and only hum those two notes. And then we'd go in a circle and everyone would do it. And it'd be a little harder because they're thinking, right? The smiles would go away for a second. Yeah. But then I'd say, okay, now do it again but we're not going to do the blues anymore. Right. I'm going to put on a rap song. And then that's when the relation ties in. Yeah. Right. And instead of the rap verses, I want everyone to use an A and a C and kind of just, usually the approach is learn the notes, learn the rhythm, learn the style, play what's on the page. But I would introduce, learn the feeling. Yeah. Right. Learn, learn what you're trying to say. And then here's, the language to do it right you can't write a book if you don't know the alphabet but you sure as hell can read a book if you don't know no that doesn't make sense (laughs) 
No, but you're, you know, you're explaining that it's, it's a step-by-step process. It's step-by-step process. It's exactly. not guys, you know, force them to, to read notes and then all of a sudden they learn it, mm-hmm. but they don't really know it. So it's, yeah. you're going through the feeling, the emotion, you know, the exercising of those feelings and emotions. And yeah, that, that's where that development kicks in. That's where those other, those other parts of their brain are starting to work, you know, and, and starting to grow and expand into, you know, making ideas, right? Formulating thoughts and feelings through certain sounds, connecting them through, you know, notes. Some notes have, you know, a negative sound to it. Some notes have a positive sound to it. And, and that's like pure, that's like punctuation, right? Going back to the whole language thing. It's you incorporate these little things that helps structure what they're trying to say. But I find it's also very important that the teacher never once thinks as them a better musician than the student. Yeah. Right. Because the second that mindset is put into place, they are not, they're not teaching the students anymore. They're telling the students. Right. And there's a very big difference between telling and teaching. Yeah. Yes, it's a it's a lot it's a lot to unpack. But yeah, but I think guys, honestly, go ahead and watch that TED, TED talk by Victor Wootman. Victor Wooten. Yeah, Victor Wooten. Yeah, Wooten. yeah. how do you say his name? Victor Wooten. W O O T E N. Victor okay. Wooten. He's a bassist. Yeah. Um, and if you can go check out his performance of the Stevie Wonder song "Isn't She Lovely," okay. because it's just him and a bass. Mm-hmm. And he starts looping, right? And there's a couple times where he plays the wrong notes, but he makes them sound right. And and it's 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 a really interesting thing because you're like, if he played that at, at you know at a higher gig, in the wrong context, they you know he'd be fired. Yeah. But the way Victor approaches music is, if it's what he wants to say, he's going to say it. Doesn't matter if it's a wrong note, and if it's what he wants to say, it's going to work. Yeah. But, you know, something that really stuck out to me was when he said, I think it was at, at Stanford University, I think it was like in, in Los Angeles, he was like with a group of teachers and they're doing that, like, um, you know, the orientation. And so he picks like a random girl from the audience to play a bass. And, you know, he was saying that, you know, she, she's, of course, very shy, but she comes and she sits in the seat. You know, she, she plays this bass and, you know, they're creating the beat in the background, the band, and she has absolutely no idea. But She's doing it and it sounds really amazing. And, you know, he was saying, you know, she got to take home the bass, which is incredible. <laughs> of course, any <laughs> yes. And, you know, he, he said that even then she still plays it now. Yeah. Like that, that changes lives. Yeah. The introduction of music in the right way. Yeah. So it's, it's insanity. But you know what, guys, we have talked a lot about this topic today. So pretty much we're just going to go into, you know, taking a break. So we're going to go ahead and play Billboard by Jalen Ashwan. And all right, guys, we'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, look. You don't need no filters. You my rocket, you my perfect picture. Baby, you know I'm trying to kick it with ya. Ain't gotta wait till it gets dark. We get 106 in park, you be my rock, I be your bitch. I'm trying to show you off. I'm trying to flaunt you. I'm obsessed with ya, baby, I want you. Let them watch ya, tell them they can tune in, show you how we do this. I put all love on the billboard. So you just need to look out your window. Shut the whole city in all. Let me put us on display I shot it from the rooftops I got a lot of Think I might always be so hypnotic Where you got my heart trap, trap, trap Take my wallet, fly you all across the map, map, map Oh yeah, oh yeah yes. Rock solid, yeah, you know I'm gon' support ya Anything you want, girl, I'ma spoil ya Let them watch 
watch, yeah Tell them they can tune in, okay. show you how we do this I put our love on a billboard So you just need to look out your window Show the whole city I'm all yours Let me put us on display yeah, yeah. I shot it from the rooftops That was Billboard by Jalen Ashwan. I hope I'm saying that right because I hate to butcher names. But anyways, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, it's been a long one, but we're coming back stronger next week. Made it this far, you know. Thank you. <laughs> exactly right. We're like, this is only our second episode. And I mean, we have so much more to go for this year. So I'm looking forward to you guys, you know, watching the show and enjoying the show and us just, you know, making good content for you guys. Yeah. So pretty much, and let us know on the Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. You know, if there's stuff you want us to talk about, or even songs you want us to play. You know, yeah. we we listen to everything you send, so just send it over, and uh, we'll we'll give it a listen, and maybe you'll but see yeah, yourself on. Please DM us. We want feedback. We want yes. from you guys because you know it, it's it's just amazing for all the people who do follow us. We're like almost at 300 followers, which is I think insanity. Yeah. I don't know, maybe more, but you know we're so close, and the fact that we have that strong of like you know, social media. Finding the ladder. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> we love growth. We love growth. So yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. Once again, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for giving us views. And hopefully we'll see more of you here. Awesome. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you at the next one. See y'all next week.